Jameson Burkow, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, JR. <laughs> I like it. That's good. Um, we are on volume one, issue two of the Weekly Chronicle. You are the co-founder and editor-in-chief. And um, I, I read the piece yesterday. I love it. Thanks. So I don't really care if anybody else loves it because you're, you're my main audience. My well, <laughs> be that as it may, I, I guess I didn't know that there are, uh, there is, I guess, controversy or different yeah. perspectives on what experts in cannabis call themselves. I've been calling them sommeliers, but tell me what you found out when you dug deep in the story. Well, it's funny, right? Because so was I. I thought it was just the term and it made sense because, you know, there needs to be a cannabis equivalent of a sommelier like it's for wine. But it never occurred to me that that would actually piss off the sommelier community, which it really seems to have done, especially given the fact that these sommeliers don't know anything about wine and they don't pretend to, right? You know, they'll, they'll say, I'm a cannabis sommelier, but an actual sommelier would say, no, you're not. There are specific terms like, and, and one of these sommeliers who sort of explained this to me really broke it down. Like if you think about say beer, if you're a beer expert, there's a specific term for that. You're a Cicerone or uh, a monger for cheese, which I, I always thought, you know, I'm sure it's really hard to become a monger, but it doesn't sound super impressive, but that's the term. <laughs> so you're, now, you you're, know, now you're gonna piss off the cheese mongers too. Oh no, I love cheese, but you know, they're mongers. So what are you gonna do? And fish too is a monger, I think, no? Oh, maybe. I've heard the term fishmonger. Yeah. But I mean, but that all speaks to the fact that like these are specific terms that have specific meanings and denote a very like narrow skill set for a very, you know, consistent thing that's been goes back till the 1400s, you know, drunken monks writing their favorite recipes down. So the once I started to learn all that, it started to occur to me like there already are lots of words that we use. Like there was uh, uh, Nicole Weston Estates, actually, this didn't make it into the piece, but uh, this specific term, uh, sensimilier. The only reason that didn't make it into the, term, in, into the piece, Jay, is because I could not for the life of me figure out the correct spelling. <laughs> at, least the tr at least you're telling the truth now. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be totally transparent about it. <laughs> well, it, it. I mean, it's interesting, and I, I, I would... I would think that sommeliers don't like, like wine sommeliers don't like people using the word sommelier because there is a certain criteria you need a threshold you need to reach and right. it, it takes years and it's difficult Hard. and and I think cannabis I think there are people that have credentials that call themselves cannabis sommeliers that have gone through a rigorous training program but it's not the same and it's not equivalent to the long the 14 you know since 1400 what a sommelier in wine means right but then the, the, devil's, the devil's advocate argument to that is, well, there's also a lot of wine sommeliers that know absolutely nothing about cannabis that are trying to jump onto the cannabis train by being like, I am also a cannabis sommelier. And, you know, the flip side of that argument is, well, but you're demeaning cannabis and sullying sommeliers because you're not really an expert. So, you know, where do you find that line? Like, do, you, do we absorb cannabis into the, like, broader sommelier community? And... I know that's actually happening to some extent, right? Like there's sommelier groups that are now doing uh, cannabis training for sommeliers, but like, where does that leave? Like one of the people I spoke to for the piece, right? Like uh, Tamara Lillian, she's a Michelin Institute certified. Like she, she has gone to great lengths to gain lots of expertise in cannabis. And so one could argue that she has every right to call herself a cannabis sommelier. But then you have all these other people who are effectively just bud tenders who love to smoke weed 
and you know who doesn't love to smoke weed but like that doesn't mean that i know that one of these 50,000 different strains of this agricultural product is going to be effective at you know reducing your pain or your anxiety or is going to be you know ideal for you to have an active fun time with your friends or is it going to melt you into your couch i don't know and i i try really hard to learn these things but i mean it's it's yeah. It's still a big black box. It, it is. And, and one of the, there was a, it was a very short snippet in one of the quotes in the piece um, that, that it is, of course, about the, in the sommelier realm, right? It's, of course, about the wine, but it's also about the service of the mm -hmm. wine, right? Yeah. And, and I think that is interesting to think about in, and um, like how people use, right? The actual uh, consuming of cannabis and the, the art around that and the service of it is a very compelling component of it, one that we haven't been able to do for like seven months. But you, like, yeah. there is something to that that is, I think, an emerging field as sort of ca uh, cannabis tourism. But we also look at um, what's the uh, Lowell Cafe in, in LA, like the idea that there is this social environment where people are consuming cannabis. And I think as that becomes more prominent, the idea that there is like a sommelier experience, whether we call it sommelier or not, that is very, very compelling, I think. And having consumed with some of the people that are quoted in your piece, like that is part of the art, ritual, flavor, taste, profile. It really is part and parcel of that. It makes me wonder, right? Like, is that LA restaurant, they might have an actual wine sommelier on staff because they probably serve wine. Right. And, and so then you have to ask like, well, what if someone at their table asks the sommelier a question about cannabis? sommeliers would argue they need to be in a position to be able to answer that because, and this was really the key thing I learned in doing this piece, Jay, was sommeliers aren't like an expert in a thing, in a particular intoxicant. They're supposed to be experiential experts. They're supposed to be the person who is almost like a concierge, I guess, at a, at a hotel, right? Like their job is to make sure you enjoy yourself through this experience. And, you know, the concierge that does the experience for the hotel stay but that's what the sommelier does just in fine dining. So if you use that definition, then yeah, it kind of makes sense that sommeliers should just learn a little bit about weed. I mean, sommeliers should learn a little about weed because everybody should learn a little bit about weed, but you know. Or more than a little. Just, just get started. <laughs> right. Well, it's, uh, it actually, so in the, in the uh, letter from the editor at the beginning of the piece, which people could find on our website, and many people will certainly have got it in their newsletter, we actually ask, a, or you ask a um, survey question. Do you think it should be called a sommelier or no, or something else. And so we encourage people to go I don't know what there. people actually want to call it, right? Because, you know, like you could go down the rabbit hole on Reddit on this if you want, or, you know, you could just maybe smoke a particularly creative and creativity inducing strain and let me know what you come up with. But like, there's some hilarious, you know, like ganja guru is a little bit cheesy, but like Budweiser, clever. It's good, right? it's, good. I mean, it's good both. It's yeah, I mean, that's, you're kind of have uh, your, your feet in two, uh, two pots there, but uh, you know. That, well. Well, now you're about to get a call from Anheuser Busch. So <laughs> that's okay. I've already. I, I'm pretty sure I've already besmirched their attempts at cannabis beverages uh, quite publicly. So um, get in line, Anheuser Busch lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, we're just a small operation. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jameson, thank, thank you. Lo love the story. Uh, thanks nice. again. If, if you haven't read it and you're watching this, you can find it on our website, businessofcannabis.ca. Um, Jameson, and we'll see you next points, week. Uh, you can, uh, anyone who likes it, uh, you guys can get in touch with me. I'm uh, Jay Burko at uh, businesscannabis.ca or just Jameson Burko on Twitter. Complaints uh, send directly to my mother. <laughs> That's right.
and we'll, we'll we'll post her email address uh when we post this <laughs> and also those that like the story uh you have two more uh weeks of free coverage on weekly chronicle and then it'll kick over to subscription which is 99 dollars um for the year uh jameson thanks for joining us my pleasure jay great have a good weekend you too